Hello and welcome to season two of Sport Island. Uh, for those that watch season one, welcome back. For those that are new or are viewing us for the first time, um, welcome to a podcast based on three Muppets that are very controversial <laughs> filling opinions. Um, so yeah, welcome. Um, Rohan has joined me in the uh, studio yeah, this morning. For the first time since March, we've got two of us here together. And, but, of course, there had to be one drama queen out of the three of us uh, who's currently self-isolating at home. So we have Kian on FaceTime this morning. Morning, Kian. Morning. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's get it all going. Um, so, obviously, since the three of us were last together, um, we've had the Champions League come to its conclusion. Um, Obviously, our predictions were so accurate for the first time just, ever. Just want to point out that I was right. Um, <laughs> just add to that. Me and Rohadachi did it right, Oli. <laughs> Oli's I predictions mean, were questionable. To I wasn't least. expecting Manchester City to lose to Leon, <laughs> but hey ho. I don't think many people were, to be fair. Um, I, I was. I was. Shock. No surprise there. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think. From what I sort of saw, potentially Bayern were the deserved winners. Probably the best team. I mean, they had an easy run in. They had Spurs. <laughs> oh, sure. that was a group stage. It didn't count. Um, but, I mean, that's just a free round, isn't it? <laughs> I know. They, they, they could play their B team. They did play their B team and they beat us in Munich. <laughs> um, exactly. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, But no, nah, I think, I don't know what you guys think, but I think probably the deserved winners. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's also good to sort of have, obviously, last three different seasons, we've had a team from a different country win it, which is, which is, which is quite good as well. Yeah, even um, if one of those teams was Liverpool. Um, yeah, it's all right, I, I forgot that now. That's, <laughs> that's over a year ago now, I can't remember it. Just for context, for anyone who is joining us for the first time, uh, I myself am a Spurs fan. And uh, Oliver is an Arsenal fan, so there's an interesting dynamic there. <laughs> uh, and as if it couldn't, as if it wasn't bad enough already, um, we've got a Manchester United fan in Kean. So, just just to clarify there, if you do hear us, if you do hear him, I should say, being extremely biased towards United, you know why. Rohan, get, Rohan gets very nervous about these times of the show yeah, it's, because it's, he knows that he could get rinsed at any potential time. <laughs> Um, I'm always like treading on eggshells around these two. It's <laughs> quite tough. Right, let's look ahead to the new season. Um, I've asked the boys to create some sort of predictions regarding the top eight because Rohan wanted to be that special <laughs> child. Not top seven, top eight. Um, bottom three. Um, we'll do Euro. We'll do European leagues and uh, not leagues um, competitions in a bit. Um, let's start with the bottom three. Um, go on, Kian, as you're the special one between the three of us. <laughs> um, you know what? I was, the bottom three was hard, you know. The bottom three is going to have Everton in it, I'm sure. Well, yeah, he, 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 does, he does have a thing against them, as I bought Hammers as well. Um, go on, Kian, start us so off. West Brom to come last. Yeah. And then Brighton will come 19th. Ooh, okay. okay. And Fulham to come 18th. Oh. To be honest, Fulham and Brighton, I just put down that the only one I was certain about was West Brom. Yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. So I created these predictions yesterday with Rohan sitting next to me. Um, <laughs> I went Fulham bottom, 
I've gone Southampton 19th and I've gone West Brom 18th. I think, uh, yeah, I think the general consensus is that West Brom and Fulham are going <laughs> because I've gone, yeah. just like Keen, I've gone West Brom 20th, uh, but I've gone Fulham 19th and I've put Aston Villa in 18th. Ooh. Yeah, I, I think the thing with Villa is uh, Grealish carried them this, like, last season. Uh, they, he sort of single-handedly dragged them out. Uh, yeah, they've signed a couple of players. They've signed Ollie Watkins now. He's, go- he's great going forwards. But I don't think Villa have solved their defensive issues yet. I think that's going to be their downfall, to be honest. Fair, fair enough. So we've all sort of... That's, that's pretty interesting. We've all agreed with... I think, I think, to be fair, I think Southampton, Brighton and Aston Villa will probably be all in the same scrap this yeah, season I, anyway. I do, I do want to ask why Southampton? Because towards the end of last season especially, they were in great form and they were the second best team away yeah, from home. I think... Um, I think, regarding Southampton, I think they're really hot or cold. They can either be really, really good, like we saw in the last season, or really, really cold. I think, potentially, that one of the Premier League jobs above Southampton will become available. And I think, if you're looking for a manager at the moment to sort of strengthen the team... I think, I know he's gone really under the radar, but I think the job that Ralph Hasenhudel has done with Southampton, mm. I potentially think that if he gets offered, obviously Ancelotti's not going to go, Rogers isn't going to go, but maybe one below that in a way. Um, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't think Southampton is a tougher game as it potentially used to be. So like... As an Arsenal fan, I know we have a terrible record against Southampton before <laughs> Keane brings that up. Um, but I feel more comfortable, say, going to Southampton than going to Brighton, which I know we have another terrible record against. But I, I just think, I don't know, I think Southampton, in my opinion, have been quite fortunate to stay up in the last few seasons. Um, and I think if one thing doesn't click, I think that they'll be in serious trouble. That's yeah. my theory behind Southampton. Um, Kian, you've gone Brighton. Um, yeah. I, obviously, they don't really have many star players there, like, for example, Southampton with Danny Ings. Um, do you see them struggling from the word go, or do you think it would just be a gradual decline? Honestly, I was really struggling to find the third one, and I was just thinking what team is normally down there hasn't made many signings, Brighton, or that fine. Yeah, very <laughs> short and sweet. Yeah. Um, Rohan, you said about how Grealish carried Villa. Mm. Um, do you not think that he could do it again this season? I think when you when you're a team that relies too heavily on one player, I don't. Uh, last thing I want to do is compare Jack Grealish to Lionel Messi. <laughs> <laughs> just, just before uh, just before anyone brings that up, but you know when you when you're a team that relies too much on one player, that one player can't do everything. They're going to become tired. They're going to become frustrated. I could see Grealish leaving or uh, leaving in January potentially, or also agreeing a pre-contract um, move in sort of like February March, and that would probably dent the morale of the Villa team. I think if they're around the relegation zone at that point, that's probably going to really take a hit on them, and I think that will probably be what causes them to go down, if anything. It's an interesting one, Keen. It's good to get your sort of opinion on this, being someone that doesn't normally hold back. Um, for someone like Grealish, who's sort of been like a Boyford Villa fan, if that were to happen, do you not think that he would want to leave the club 
in the goodest position it, as it could possibly be. No. If they get relegated, yeah. go. No, no, I, I think is I agree with Kim because Grealish, yeah, boyhood Villa fan, but he was a boyhood Irish youth international and then as soon as he got to senior level, he <laughs> okay. said, no, nah, I'm English now. I don't know what you're talking yeah, but about. Bonnie, he knows he's, good, he's too good for the club. Yeah. No, no, yes. I, I, get, I get that. And I agree. I don't think he will be there next season, but you just, I don't know, yeah. you just sort of, I don't know, I think, I think it's a big season for him this season because I think it will be a difference between him going to a top four club and him going to a top half table club. Yeah. Um, so I think he's certainly one to one to look out for this season. Right. That's the bottom end. So that rules Tottenham out going down, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's move on to sort of the top eight. Uh, let's do six, seven, eight. Rohan, let's start with you. Uh, go in reverse. Um, okay, so start with eighth. In eighth Are you place. Liverpool City, Chelsea. <laughs> Is that your top, top six, seven, eight? That, yeah, that, yeah, of course. I think Liverpool are going to. You wait till you, you, you hear his Europa League winner. <laughs> no, I've gone Leicester in eighth, um, Arsenal in seventh, and Wolves in sixth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain myself in a bit, but uh, Kian, what were your three there? Uh, Leicester in eighth. Yeah. Wolves in seventh. He's gone Spurs in sixth, hasn't he? Spurs and six. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> ah, that's, but that's fair. That's okay. interesting, Kian. So okay. I've got I've got the same teams but slightly different order. I've yeah. gone Wolves in eighth. I've yeah. gone Spurs in seventh, and I've gone <laughs> Leicester in sixth. That's an embarrassment, man. Um, Rohan, as you're the odd one out, as usual. Uh, of course. <laughs> would you like to explain why Arsenal are in the bottom three of the top eight? <laughs> Bottom three of the top eight. That's a phrase I've never heard before. <laughs> wait, so wait, where did he put Arsenal seventh? Uh, where did I put Arsenal? That's a good question. Yes, I did put them seventh. <laughs> seventh? Jesus Christ. Hey, you put Spurs in seventh. Oh, there's you? a valid reason for <laughs> that. Right, so. Is, there's a solid argument that Arsenal shouldn't be seventh. I, don't, I can kind of agree with Arnie because I put Spurs sixth. I'm, wait, I'm, nah, I'm waiting to hear Rohan's. Rohan's I'm waiting. Okay, so this first, better be good. First of all, Kian, uh, we've both gone Leicester in eighth, so you'll agree with me on this. I think yeah. Brendan Rodgers, I don't think he has the uh, mentality to maintain a high-performing team. I yeah, think, no, I agree. I think, yeah, you know, he'll do a good job. He'll do a decent job. They'll finish in eighth. Um, they might push the top seven for European football at some point, but I don't think that they've got the ability to continue and sustain that. We saw it last season. They completely collapsed after the restart. And I think they've also got European football this season. Yeah. So yeah. Even more time. And that's just going to add to their fatigue. Now, yeah. the controversial one, to say the least, um, <laughs> Arsenal in seventh. Now, don't get me wrong, Arteta's, you know, two okay, throws... No, 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 don't try and go against it. Tell us why... <laughs> I'm, not going, I'm not going against it, yeah. I, I think, yeah, he's, he's been doing a pretty all right job since he went in, but... So he's done an all right job, but they I think, finish I think the standard of competition has also increased. I think you're looking at a team like Wolves, who, you know, look like they can beat anyone on their day. I, I think that they're just going to be... Oh, they're going to overwhelm Arsenal. I think the other the other teams around them are just going to perform better. Right. I think we're not going to have like like like, not, like Tottenham. We're not going to have a repeat of wait, last wait. season. Oh, yeah, I just want to ask Rohan a question. So, <laughs> you know, you say uh, um, teams have all in, uh, like got better. Oh, Would boy. you not say Arsenal had a better window than Spurs and Wolves? They've improved the areas that they've struggled with. I would also say that when Fulham got promoted two years ago, they had a brilliant window, but that didn't end well. So you can't no, base a team... This is different, because I think Arsenal have improved on their defence massively, which is, I think, their biggest issue under Arteta. 
Yeah, definitely. But, uh, you know, it's Arsenal at the end of the day. That's... Okay, fair enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what you're going to end up with is they're going to they're gonna start the season off well. There'll be a lot of hype around them. And then come Christmas, I think they're going to start to suffer. Their form's going to start to suffer. And then the teams around them are going to start to pick up. That's gonna okay. be that's the only reason I put Arsenal in seventh. I think they're fully capable of of finishing in a higher position in any other season. I just think that the competition's going to improve, to be honest with you. Yeah, fair enough. Uh Kian, let's get your opinion on Wolves then. Oh, it's just Wolves, isn't it? They're gonna do what they do normally every season. <laughs> gonna, what's, that season? Beat, what's that beat United twice? They're gonna sign the entire Portuguese national team and then beat United. What do you mean? They didn't beat Man United last season. That's a shame. Oh, terrible. Um, <laughs> they missed. They missed out. They missed out on six points there, didn't they? <laughs> um, so yeah, I, 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 So yeah, I I don't think I think wool. I think Matt Doherty is a big loss for wool. It's a bigger loss for Wolves and a bigger game for Tottenham. But we'll come on to talk about him in a minute. Um, I think Leicester will do all right, but I I agree with you about. Um, they'll focus more on European football, which I'm always going to come on to a bit later on. Um, <laughs> now, Kian, where would you say Tottenham's weaknesses were last season? And you can't say everywhere. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> right back, centre back, left back. So defence. Uh, Just say defence. <laughs> they're the whole defence. What they need another good midfielder. I say good for a reason because the midfielder they signed is average. Uh, good midfielder and another attacker. Right. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, Tottenham finished above Arsenal this season, but they weren't necessarily miles clear of them. No, right? I'll, I'll I'll be the first to admit we were not convincing. Okay. Okay. So so. If you need to improve your defence <laughs> and you've bought one defender in and we need to prove our defence and we've bought four for defenders in This is what I this was my point earlier How have Tottenham ended up higher on your hypothetical table than Arsenal Rohan? Because we've got uh, He's a Spurs now fan. we've got okay. Yes, I'm a Spurs. Fan, <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. I've, I think it does. I think now everyone okay. It's Jose Mourinho, right? Everyone doubted him when he came in. People were saying he's no, no, now. No listen, him. No people him. now he's got the summer. He's had the summer to work with the team and mold them to play the way he wants. He's one of the best and most defensively astute coaches in the world, right? Yeah, if we, Rohan, we, Rohan, 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 Rohan. Yeah. I could be the best player with my left foot, but if I ain't got a left foot, I'm useless. <laughs> exactly. How, got, how long is he gonna get? Like a hundred years to fix the Spurs defense? Okay, in in Alderweireld and Sanchez, we've got two Premier League top four standard centre backs. <laughs> yeah. Who? They. <laughs> it's not that I'm not. Wrong. I'm not it's being not funny. funny. I actually rate Old Vira, but when you put Sanchez in that category, it's like no. <laughs> I yeah, I would. When you I'm... put Sanchez there, that's what I love. I'm fine, but Sanchez, oh my god. Right. I'm I'm standing by it. <laughs> and when we when you've got a manager like Mourinho who knows what he's doing when he's organising a defence. Really? So Did he put Eric Dyer there? That's why. I, that's why I didn't mention him. Right. That's why I didn't, we don't talk about Eric Dyer. He doesn't count. A man. A man. A man who's. What did you? You said he was. The best defensive manager in the world. I said one. Eric I said one of. We don't need to talk about that. 
Right, let's move on because we could be here for hours <laughs> yeah, in this conversation. Are. Let's not. Um, <laughs> Kieran, let's go. If you do your next three, we'll leave the top two. So go from fifth to third. I think we all know who the top two are going to be, that's why. Mm. I don't want to say my top two. Okay, so fifth, I've got Arsenal. Yeah. See, third and fourth, I'm stuck on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know which way to put Chelsea and United right? because if the Chelsea team, the other side, they get gelled together and play well together, they'll finish third. If they don't, United will finish third. But I think I'm going to put United for Chelsea third because I think they will gel. That's interesting. I've gone the same as you, but put United third and Chelsea fourth. Uh, Rohan, does Tottenham come into this category or are they in the top two? No, no, Tottenham's first. Tottenham won the league. So, uh, Kian's going to hate me. I've gone uh, United in fifth. Oh, my God! You <laughs> can Oh, I swear to God, bro. I, we need to make a petition to get him off this podcast, isn't it? How would you put oh Spurs above Man I've gone Spurs in fourth, and I've gone Chelsea in third. Now, Chelsea, okay, we can all understand. No, 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 you do not yeah. get to explain yourself. That's absolutely <laughs> Um... Oh my god, I can't, I can't believe what I've just heard. Listen, Kian, you're going to think that I have got my sanity, I've got my stuff together when you hear his European predictions, okay? So before you laugh at me, Oh, my European no, no, predictions. No, 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 no one cares about European predictions. No, 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 you no, no, just I'm put Spurs <laughs> above Man United and Arsenal at the table. Yeah, correct. Anyway, I'm, I'm optimistic anyway. about this. Um, I am. Okay, let's just, let's just go oh, back to the two sane people on this podcast. <laughs> um... I, I've i gone United third, purely... Be- so I've said this for maybe six months or so now. I believe that Arsenal are about a year behind United uh, yeah. in terms of the transition. Um, I think United, look, I know they had a bit of a blip through just after, when, when they just came back. But before then, I think, obviously, you can see from the record, I mean, I think they were second best team, second best team from... Um, January to March. I can't remember who the best team was. Don't think we lost the game, but um Hey Spurs didn't lose a game from March to June, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and they and yeah, and somehow they've finished third six and Man United finished third. I wonder how that happened. Um I think I think United were looking good. I think uh Van der Beek, who we're gonna come on to talk about in a bit, is um gonna be a good signing. Um I think There'll still be a big gap, but I know a lot of people are predicting that Man United will close the gap this season. No, I don't. Not. Whoever says so, that, they're idiots. Yeah, they're I know. Not going to. That's not going to happen. But I do think that they'll be the best of the rest this season. Um, but you do have a very good argument about Chelsea. Yeah, um, that's what I said. I was stuck between those two because I know I, I I know Man United. Yeah. I think if, I if think that Chelsea Chelsea. Because of the winner that they have, we'll have a lot of expectation mm. on them this season. That's the other thing, and I think they might crumble under And that a relatively bit. young manager as well, it's do they, if they have, say, lose two of their first five games, mm. how are they going to cope with that? I think, I think Chelsea's sort of Christmas and New Year period is going to be the most important part of their season, because yeah. um, if I remember correctly, the only player that they've signed this window that's actually available to start the first game is Kai Havertz. Yeah. Uh, so they're yeah. missing out on quite a lot of the players that they, they signed, which means they're going to be going in with mostly the same squad as last season. Yeah. So I also heard something that Lampard didn't want to sign Havertz. I don't know oh. how true this is, but... Because they signed Werner, Ziyech and Pulisic already, he didn't want another attacking player. He wanted money to be spent on the defence. 
uh, but Abramovich signed it. So I don't, I don't know how true that is, but mm. I think that might play yeah, a slight yeah. factor. Mm. Yeah, Especially sounds... if you have it and you've read that story. Yeah. So I don't know, but it's just something I read, so it'd be interesting to mention. Yeah, no, very, very much so. Um, I'm not even going to go about Tottenham being a top four. That is just never going to happen. Wait, can we just... I want to hear Brohan's reasonings for putting Man United fifth. I don't think Man United are a bad team. I just think that like, at, at the moment they're the fifth. At the moment they're the fifth best team in England, according to you. Decisions, back them, please. I'm confident about Spurs' season. Okay, maybe he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't buy a left back. Okay, fine. He didn't buy or, a back. or a centre back. Fine, but he's. Realistically, right, our worst position was right back. Having to deal with another season of Serge Aurier, I'd be bored by the end of the year. And our, as for our midfield, we do need, I think we do need a world-class signing in midfield, but just because Hoiberg, where did that come from? <laughs> the only reason why you signed him is his link with Arsenal. Well, I mean... <laughs> That's the only reason. He's just a Mourinho type player. He's like, oh, I love Arsenal. I just signed him. That, that Doherty announcement video was quite funny. Um, the one where he deleted the tweet. But I'm actually quietly optimistic about this season. If we can... if. You know, I mean, we should have a fully fit Harry Kane, Son, Lo Celso as a front three. Oh, that sounds deadly. <laughs> sounds deadly. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm dying. Oh, my God. Save me. That's so scary. Yeah, he doesn't have the same big name presence. He doesn't have the same big name presence as Bruno or whichever player. He might He might get to double digits this season. Yeah, but... What, he cards? Oh, for goodness sake. But listen, okay... I'm I'm optimistic about Spurs this season, and we'll see what happens at the end of the season. Right. Ollie, let's not say anything because when Spurs finish ninth, we can laugh at him. Yeah, exactly. I'll concede um, that if they do, but <laughs> when they don't, don't worry. Right, let's move on to the top two. I don't think that we will disagree with this too much. Um, it's just which way round it goes. Liverpool will not win the league this season. Um, so Liverpool second, City top. Burham. I've gone the same as you. Kian. Yeah. I hate this, but I have it. Oh, oh my word. He wants to see Jordan lift the trophy. <laughs> it's nice to not be the controversial one this time. Oh, interesting. Rohan, it's not that controversial. I had a choice between two teams. <laughs> okay, explain it then. City aren't good enough to win the league. I mean, at least you're blunt about it. Um, they're, not, they're not, they're not, they're not. They can't defend. So I think, personally, I think City were one signing away from be winning the league, uh, winning the league and winning the Champions League. And I think Nathan Ake has the potential to be that signing. If they sign Koulibaly, if they sign Koulibaly, I probably would have put City top. Mm. I think Liverpool are going to have... I don't want to say that... that <laughs> That's title-winning hangover, but I just gave... Liverpool trumped him last season, and City haven't made the additions they needed to keep up with Liverpool, so I just think... But do you think Liverpool are seriously going to have the same season they had last season? No. Last season's Liverpool team were absolutely unreal. They've lost Adam Lallana, what are they going to do? God, yeah, that's going to come back to bite them. But, I just think, no, I don't think they'll do as well, but what was, it, what was the difference in the end? It was something like 15 plus points. It was a huge difference, but... Yeah, and so Liverpool have to drop 15 points and City have got to make up those 15 but points. But they have lost twice to Arsenal since then. Exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would, I would think that 
Liverpool. Yeah, City, City lost to Spurs as well. City lost to Spurs as well. That's I don't cool. know which is more embarrassing, to be honest. No, don't do I. <laughs> Especially because next week I think we went in. I can't even remember. I think we went in Drew Bournemouth and stupid like that. Oh, well, was that where Just you had no shots zero, on target in 90 no minutes? Zero shots on target. Um, yeah, the, first, the, the, the thing with Liverpool is since. Ever not have a shot on target against Bournemouth. Okay, thanks, I get it. Thank thanks. you for reminding me about that stat, kid. Thanks, Opta. <laughs> no, no, but since that Manchester United fan, you know that kid that wrote the letter to Klopp saying, please stop winning games? Yeah, Kian. Liverpool <laughs> have shown vulnerabilities. Um, yeah. I think, those, I, I think that'll just carry through to the start of next season. Um, they're going to have a rocky start. Um, they've got Leeds, who I do want to talk about later, actually, mm. on the opening day. Um, I think they're playing them today, aren't they? They're playing today. It's either today or tomorrow, uh, Leeds-Liverpool, uh, which is going to be a great game. Um, and I, I just think City, yeah, again, they brought in Nathan Ake. I think they should have brought in a left-back. But overall, I think that Guardiola's going to really mm. boost their, their mentality now and say, look, we've got to take back what's ours. Mm-hmm. And I think they're just going to overwhelm Liverpool again. Agreed, agreed. Right, let's move on to European, because... Right, Kian, this Kian. is where you're going to question his sanity, uh, not mine. Hang right? on a second. Bro Actually, Bro you have, might question mine as well. Bro <laughs> have, Bro you are dead. That's all I'm going to... <laughs> oh, I'm let's start with Champions League. I um, want to hear Kian's first, actually, because... No, let's, let's go Kian's. Kian, Champions yeah. League winner. PSG. Okay. Rohan, Champions League winner. Bayern Munich. Shock. We've all gone for the same predictions that we've predicted for winning this season. <laughs> I've gone Man City. Um, I just... I think... I, on paper, I think Manchester City are the best team in Europe. Um, granted, it doesn't always come off for them and they bottle it under pressure, but surely one time it's got to come off for them. That's my... Small little argument for Manchester City. Rohan. So your, so your prediction for the Champions League winners for the next five years will be Manchester City until they win. Correct, correct. <laughs> Eventually he'll get it correct. right. Correct, well, thank you. Uh, um, Rohan, Bayern Munich. Oh, they're reigning champions. They're so good. They were the best team in Europe this season. The amount of goals they scored was utterly ridiculous. As a Spurs fan, I know, trust me. Um, and, and as if it wasn't already bad enough, they've only got an added Leroy Sane to their attack. They're going to be absolutely deadly next season. And they're just going to overwhelm everyone, I think. They, they won the treble this season. I don't think they'll win the treble next season. I think they'll probably um, not play to their absolute maximum in the cup because of the extra fixture congestion now with the whole late restart and everything. Um, but as far as the league and Champions League go, I can just see them overwhelming everybody. Could you see any potential team that Bayern would draw in the last sixteen or quarterfinals that could trip them up? I think the only team I can, the only two teams I can think of, Juventus. Are, uh, okay, the only three teams I can think of <laughs> are Juventus and, and your two teams, uh, PSG and City. Because again, as you say on paper. City are one of, if not the best team in Europe. Yeah. And PSG have got an absolutely unreal attack and their defence is pretty solid as well. Yeah, they've lost Thiago Silva, but... And, and Kera is a bit questionable, but... Kimpembe and Marquinhos. Yeah, you know, they're, still, they're still quality and they're the only three teams I can see tripping by enough. So, Kian, Rohan's just done your argument for PSG, but do you want to add anything oh, yeah, to it? Yeah, sorry about that. It's fine. No, I just think... I don't know. They're going to win it. I just think it's going to happen eventually. I think the same sort of thing we'll see. I think they will win. 
But also, I think they have now had that experience in the final. Yeah. They know, they know what it's like. So Yeah, we saw the I same thing with Liverpool, didn't we? I thought that was the main difference between PSG and Bayern in this final. Yeah. Is that Bayern agree. knew how to play in a final. They'd done it so many times. Yeah. Whereas I think it was a new thing for PSG. And then, and I think now they've been to a final, there's less pressure of people saying they have to get there. So I think it'll be easy for them to get there. And I think they, they, they know what it's like. They know what to do in a final now, essentially. Because playing a final is different to playing every other game. And I think when you have that experience... Especially when you lose a final, mm. I think you gain so much more experience. And I think if they do make it to the final this year, I think they will win it. Shame it didn't work that way with Spurs. Yeah, you have to get to a final twice, bro. Right? Yeah, I know. Um, Keen, I guess same question for you. If PSG drew a cup a certain team in the quarterfinals, where you were like, "Oh, that's that's going to be a tough, that's going to be a tough test for them." Fair enough. Uh, their attack's too strong for City's defence. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fair enough. Um, right, let's move on to this could be anyone you uh, This Europa is, this is going to be the one that causes the you most arguments. I had to look just... up the teams in it because I couldn't think of anyone. So, we were, so you'll like this. So I was looking, we were looking it up in school yesterday and I had to scroll, go th- forward three rounds between the difference between Tottenham and Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, Spurs is so far down. It's so far down. Rohan, who's your Europa League winner? I'm going to if you've got Spurs, you're actually going to... Oli's words when he was looking for his winner were he, he scrolled through all the qualifying rounds and went to the seeded teams and he just said, right, nobody from the qualifying rounds is going to win, so I'm just looking at these 12. So, Rohan, who have you gone for? Well, I, I've... Um, <laughs> Rohan, who's the European? Yeah, you know what? Fine, I'll just say it with my chest. I I pick Spurs. <laughs> I just swear to God, this man, this man. The only, the only other one I would have chosen is I would have backed Sevilla to get knocked out of the Champions League again and come down and win it. No, no, but you can't but, say that. But I'm, 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 I'm honest. I'm backing Spurs. And you know what? Sure. In, sure. in Jose Mourinho, we've got a manager who knows how to win. Oh, and if it means playing... I don't care if we play ugly football, right? I don't care if we park the bus for 120 minutes a game. Uh, he knows how to win. He did it with United. He took a United team that hadn't won a European trophy in... He took a United team with Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Paul Pogba. Right. He's now trying to take a Harry Kane who scored more than 15 goals in his last two seasons. Keen, he's played like 15 games in each of those seasons. Do I care? And Endon Oh, God. Endon doesn't even want to play for us. Right. The, once again, this could go on forever, so we're not even going to start it. Right. Now, Ollie's one's um, a bit more so strange, Kian, just I, before you. I... Europa League... I mean, we've seen Fulham get to the final before, so... I, Anyone I, can get to it. I'm... Including Spurs. And I didn't see... No, 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 no. I didn't see them doing Spurs. as well in the Premier League this season, so I've gone sort of my dark horse winner to Europa League was, is Leicester. But you're not meant to yeah, agree yeah. with him. <laughs> Rohan was waiting for this part for you to slate me. Um, I just think, I think, I know that they've lost Chilwell, which I think is going to be a big loss, but I think, generally, I think they could, they're one of those teams that not necessarily will massively lack concentration against Olympiakos. Um, so, um, I think, um, 
I reckon they're, they're not massively out of it this season. Um, but obviously it's one of these impossible ones to predict. Um, Keen, who have you gone for? Well, I went for a different league to you lot. I went for Napoli. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Explain yourself, boy. <laughs> I mean, if you look at them, they're sort of cubes they've yeah. got quality players so yeah. there's no compared to the rest of the teams on paper they're probably better than most of them yeah I mean okay last season in the Serie A they didn't have their best performance but Dries Mertens Insigne you know they, they were quality they did just the sell um, they did just sell one of their best midfielders though how do you think that's going to play into it oh uh, they'll be fine Rohan <laughs> <laughs> Rohan it is Europa League as well yeah, true. They did lose to us over two legs, but you know. Yeah, no, but. No, no, the, the it's a tough. No, I can just see that there's the sort of team that sort of. If you're looking at that sort of like the Europa League teams that are going to do well, you've got Leicester, Arsenal, Napoli, and those sort of three teams I think will do well. So and I just thought, mm. of Arsenal, none... you know, I don't know what's going to happen with them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Napoli sort of, Napoli sort of, they've got. The talent to get there. Naturally, sort of one of those safe bets that you know yeah. we'll get. Yeah. We'll get into yeah, at least yeah. the I think maybe we might have been better off doing this after the uh, group stage draw for the Champions League had been done because we don't know who's going to come down. But nah, but you know, it's it's, it's, it's good to have a challenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So before we move on to the Premier League transfer, Rohan tried to get excuses in first. Yeah. Wins, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> before we get into the Premier League transfer window. Um, there's one transfer that we've just simply got to talk about. Now, we broke this pretty early on in one of our um, episodes last uh, last season where um, we said that Messi wanted to leave. But Lionel Messi and his transfer at Barcelona going in a complete 360-degree circle from... Him saying he wanted to leave from City being close to signing him for his seven million, seven hundred million pound release clause to not, not being, removed or whatever. Um, Kian, where do you stand on Lionel Messi and his sort of transfer saga? I mean, it's fine saying you want to leave, but like if you know you've got a con- you've got a contract and you know your contract to them for another year, you know it's they can have, you can't leave on a free. And the only way that he can leave is on pay seven hundred million pound release clause, which let's be honest, that's not going to happen normally, let alone uh, today's current environment. Yeah. So, I think it was foolish of him to think he was going to be able to leave on a free. Yeah. So I think him staying and then leaving on a free makes more sense to do. Yeah, Rohan, any? It's it's a bit of a shame because um, you know Messi's done so much yeah. for the club over the the fifteen or so years that he's being in the senior team, he, um, you know, he's one of the two best players in the world. I don't want to say which one because that would probably cause an argument in itself. <laughs> but um, the club haven't really been treating him in in the most respectful of ways. I would say. Um, to be fair, I don't think he was. As, he's not being respectful to Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, he's not. But you know, at the same time, the the poor management from the board, the the you know the poor decisions they've made. It's, I don't want to say it's justified because, again, as you say, you shouldn't be so disrespectful to a club that's, you know, that they've idolised you for the last decade and a half. But at the same time, the club could be doing more to show respect towards him, a player that's... Yeah, but every, every club, every 
Deschamps board could be doing more. Yeah, but Messi's sort of had Barcelona on his shoulder for the last three or four years. You know, I, I think I think it's poor of Messi. Um, I, I think the way he's gone about it has been poor. Yeah, I, I think... Ask for a transfer, that's fine, you're perfectly entitled to do it. But the way you've gone about it is very yeah. bad. I think... Um, I think the club have done a lot for him, and I know he's also done a lot for the club, but for that sort of respect for one another to be sort of thrown out the window, uh, I always used to rate Messi as a player and as a person. I still do. One thing's not going to change that. But it's one of those things that you wouldn't have expected from him, and I think that's what sort of shocked a lot of people as well. I think especially the interview he did where he went and actually called out the president of Barcelona yeah. mm. and just said how bad of a job he's doing. I'm yeah, like, I think, you just yeah, can't was, do that sort of thing. There was no real reason to make that all public and to just outwardly say it. Everyone knows yeah. you're thinking it already. Just leave it leave it at that. I mean, it, it is pretty disrespectful to just say it. Yeah. As yeah. you said, Kian, he's well within his rights to request a transfer. That's that's in his contract. Yeah. Um and yeah, the way they've the way both both parties have gone about it is mm. pretty bad really. Yeah. Um they could have both done a better job. Yeah. It's I a shame think. to see one of the greatest players of all time in such a situation. Yeah. He's playing for a club now that he doesn't really want to play for. He sort of reluctantly said, Yeah, I'll stay for one more season, see how my contract. Yeah, you just so you can leave on a free. Yeah, yeah. I mean it is sad, but in the end it is what it is really and I guess we'll see next next summer we'll have uh, yeah, a few exactly. more interesting exactly, about yeah. where he's going to go. Um, but let's hope, for the sake of football, that you know Barcelona do have a good season under Messi, sort of leave on a high, because I think um, anything other than that would just, just not, not seem moral. Um, let's move back to the Premier League then. So we're going to go through each Premier League club, speak about their top signing and rate their transfer window. Um, so let's start with Arsenal. Bringing in Gabriel for twenty seven million, having William Saliba back on loan, uh, sorry, coming back from his loan, Danny Ceballos back on loan. Um, I think regarding Arteta's first window, I think he's done a sensational job. Um, all it looks like with new reports coming out this morning, the Aubameyang contract's all done and sorted, um, and the fact that he hasn't necessarily got rid of many players to do that, I think is um, is he's done a great job, and obviously. We've been saying it for about a de- um a decade now that we need two solid centre backs. Um, they're young. They they haven't proven themselves. I'm well aware of that. But I think if they can get through these first six to ten games, Arsenal could have a centre back pairing for the next ten years. Um, so I think if it pays off, I don't think it's a massive gamble either. But I think if it pays off, then then happy days. Um, let's go on to Villa. He and Ollie Watkins they just bought for thirty three million. What uh, how do you think that will impact Villa this season? I think it'll sort of take the weight of Jack Reedish a little bit. Also I think it'll help improve him. Because it was similar to like Jorginho at Chelsea where he got zero assists in his first season because no one could score a goal. Yeah. And I think Jack Reedish's assist rates are gonna go up now because they've got a striker. He's had a great season of the championship for Brentford. Yeah. So I think it'd be a good signing for Villa, especially if they lacked goals towards the lot, uh, end of part of the season. Yeah, agreed. Uh, moving on to Brighton, um, Adam Milano Bright- and Dendonka being both bought on yeah. a free, Rohan. Uh, with Brighton, they, they, didn't, they didn't pay any uh, known transfer fees for players. Anything that there was, any information that we were given, it just said undisclosed. Uh, bringing in Adam Milano on a free. Now, Brighton need 
experience in their team if they're going to fight to stay in the Premier League. And someone like Adam Lallana, who's been in the Premier League for over a decade now, who um, knows what it takes to stay up and to do well. He's won trophies. He's he's won the he did win the Premier League with Liverpool as well. Um, I think he's going to be a great addition to their midfield. Yes, he's old, but he's he's still talented. There's no denying he's still a quality player. Great signing for Brighton on a free. As for Dendonka, um, if I'm going to be honest, I don't know why Wolves didn't sign him uh, permanently. I think he's I think he's a really really good player. And it's a great bit of business from Brian to bring him in as well. Yeah. Especially because their centre-back options have been a bit... Mm. Uh, Shane Duffy just went out on loan to Celtic. Uh, you know, so bringing in Dendonka, yeah, it's a great piece of business. No, totally agree. Uh, moving on to Burnley, uh, bringing in Will Norris from Undisclosed Feed. No real major big signings for Burnley this year. Um, I think, I don't know with Burnley, I don't think... They certainly haven't had the most successful transfer window. I know they they... I'm thinking about bringing in a couple of people before the window actually closes, but I still think they're a couple of signings short and they're going to be really amongst the um, the relegation scrap this but season. you look at Burnley, I mean, what? where do they need to strengthen, do you think? I just think generally they need to strengthen. They need um, more depth. Yeah, exactly. It's not those particular position. it's just when a Burnley starting level player doesn't start... Yeah, you can you can see it because a big hole in that position. Yeah, I mean we we saw it two years ago. Was it two years ago now when yeah, Burnley like played that. in the Europa League? Yeah, uh, the fixture congestion was too much. For yeah, them. they didn't yeah. have the squad depth. So I yeah. agree with you there. Yeah, um, Keen, you've got a lucky one. You've got Chelsea. Um, <laughs> Kai Havertz, seventy-one million. Uh, Werner, fifty million. Thiago Silva on a free. Ben Chilwell. That, that's their best signing. Thiago Silva. Yeah. Do you think so? By far. They don't need an attack. They've got a good attack. They need a defence. And because they paid no money for Thiago Silva's quality, as he's still world class centre back, yeah, yeah. to get him on a free, that's their best signing. Yeah, I by think, far. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so, what, what do you think about the decision, the decision to uh, let Tamori and Ampadu both go on loan out of Chelsea then? So, who would they have left? So, what they'd have? Rudiger, Tamori? No, not Tamori. Uh, Rudiger, Thiago Silva, and Zuma would be their three main sort of options. And they'd have Christiansen, yeah, that's fine. Fine Christiansen, yeah. No. Yeah, no, let your youngsters go out on low gain experience, come back. It's, it's, it works well for them. Okay. They've still got decent... They've got average centre-backs that can come in. Yeah. Okay. It is, I think this whole pandemic and Chelsea's transfer ban has worked out absolute wonders for them. Um, I think they, they have a big owner... They have a manager who's been a club legend, so if anyone that watched Chelsea would want to come. And they've got the coronavirus, which means they can spend more. Um, Rohan, Eze from QPR, 20 million. Now, the thing with Ebrucci Eze is he, he was great in the Championship. And I think similarly to Ollie Watkins, he, did, he deserved a move to the Premier League. Whether 20 million is justified, that's another matter. I think it is. I think 20 million is justified for him. That's not a lot. And I think he's a quality player. In today's million. market, yeah, twenty million is not much because it well, is for Daniel Levy. Well, it is for Daniel Levy. Yeah, four million is a lot for Daniel Levy, <laughs> mind you. So, uh, Mate, giving a talent to his best mates a lot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but Eze, yeah, he's a he's a good player. I think he'll be useful for Palace. Um, since we made this list, actually, they have announced uh, the signing of Batshuayi on loan mm, again. Yeah, he'll be another good signing for yeah. them. I think that's a great signing. Yeah, because yeah. he, he performed pretty well. He scored uh, six goals in 13 games last time he was there, which is not a bad output. Uh, significantly better than Benteke, but then most people are. <laughs> that's, so, almost just, that's probably better than Harry Kane's, actually. Oh, shut <laughs> up. Uh, 
yeah, as a good signing overall. Yeah. Week. Um, moving on. Now this is up there with Thiago Silva with sign of the summer. I think Everton signed James Rodriguez for twenty two million. I think this is an absolutely bargain buy. I think yeah. it's a it shows the effect of Carlo Ancelotti as well. I think him actually coming there. Um, I think I know he's gone under the radar the last couple of seasons, but he has been a, a very low performing Real Madrid side. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think wouldn't it be great to see James Rodriguez in the Premier League um, and I think that's really good really good business for Everton I think the player that James showed he is at the 2014 World Cup is still there I don't think I don't think Real Madrid and Bayern Munich when he was with yeah. them I don't think they got the best out of him and Ancelotti is someone who's used to working with world class talent you know look at his CV he's, he's managed some of the best players of all time and he knows how to get the best out of a player and it'll be from a neutral perspective, it'll be great to see him get the best out of Hammers, who on his day can probably push to be one of the best players in the Premier League, I think. And for £22 million, that's an absolute steal yeah, for someone absolutely. of his talent. Um, Keen, going from Chelsea, one of the most successful teams, to um, Fulham, one of the least successful teams. Um, <laughs> As he knockout they've brought in from Brighton for an undisclosed fee. Um, Again, and, with Fulham, um, I should just add, they, they didn't have any major signings that had any given fees. Yeah, so. Uh, they were all free or undisclosed and were uh, Who did they sign on loan? They got the goal. That's, got the, goal that's what I wanted they? to talk about was only because it's a loan signing, we didn't actually write him down. Yeah. Was it Ari, um, uh, Alfonso Ariola from yeah. PSG. Um, I think that's a good signing. Yeah. But, but yeah, obviously, we've, we've, we've all goal. said that, we've all sort of said this morning that Fulham are going to struggle. Um, what? Where do you think Fulham are going to struggle particularly, Keen? Defensively. Yeah. Oh, it's always been their issue. Yeah. They brought uh, in. They, they, just, yeah. they won't be able to contain the Premier League attacks. Yeah. Yeah. They brought in a good goalkeeper. There's no denying it. But you know, if a goalkeeper faces twenty five shots a game, they're bound to concede at some point. Yeah. I don't think they're. Yeah, unless you're a goalkeeper playing against Man United, where you can take thirty shots and they'll save one. Um, Rohan, I know you've been absolutely raving about this transfer, uh, Rodrigo for Rod- Leeds. Rodrigo uh, coming into Leeds from Valencia, right? Twenty-seven million. I think that is an absolutely amazing piece of business from Leeds. Uh, Rodrigo, he's yeah, he's he's had a bit of an iffy season with Valencia, but uh, with the national team with Spain, he's been he's been solid. Um, he he's someone who, when you look at the change that Leeds are gonna undergo, they're gonna go from. Patrick Bamford to Rodrigo. <laughs> I don't think there's a bigger upgrade in this entire list than that. Fair enough. Um, he's an excellent striker, and for £27 million, I think it's their club record signing. Yeah. Um, uh, absolutely brilliant piece of business. Though. A quick word on these, then. We've spoken about the other two sort of um, championship sides coming up that we didn't think would do very well. Um, Key and Lees, do you think... I mean, they've always been a bit of a bogey team for Man United, but do you think they'll cause a little bit of trouble when we when big teams have to go to Man Road this season? Yeah, I don't think they'll be an easy team to play against. Definitely would be else, like they'll be a very physical team. So, in Troy Deeney's words, I think Arsenal might struggle there. But <laughs> I don't know. I think they'll have an all right season. I can see him finishing maybe tenth. I think. Hmm. I think I could I could see him going as high as that. I think Rodrigo, yeah, he'll get, what, 10, 15 goals in all competitions this season for them, I think. It'll just be a good bagsman for them. My only concern with Leeds is they didn't get Ben White back. Yeah, I, I did forget about Ben White earlier. He was huge. Yeah. He was huge in their like, promotion. I think 
I still think they'll cause issues for everyone. I think it's going to be one of those teams, it's going to be one of those games where, you know, coming into the season for like top four tonight for the title and you see you're away at Ellen Road, it's not a game you're really going to want. I take being away at Spurs, to be honest, over them. But yeah, no, I, I still most, think, I most think, people I, would. I don't think they do as well as Sheffield United and Wolves did, but I still think they'll have a decent season. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Leicester, we've said that they've lost Ben Chilwell. They've brought in Timothy Castagno. Um, I found that interesting because he's a right back. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah they haven't had much business to go on. No, um, which I think is why, especially how they sort of was a bit of a downfall from when the Premier League came back. They weren't necessarily as good, I think. Um, I think potentially you're looking for Leicester to bring in a couple of strong signings to sort of get on that upward curve mm-hmm. again. Because they spent the majority of last season in second. Yeah. Um, and it was only that late season collapse that saw them yeah. fall out of the top four. Yeah. And finished fifth. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, so as, yeah, almost, almost in the Tottenham bottom of the collection, but not quite. Not quite. Um, Keen, I know we spoke about this very briefly already. Um, Man City, Nathan Ake, 41 million. Um... <laughs> Can you see him there, though, for a good five, six years, though? If he performs, yeah. Because he's not that old. He, what is he, 24? Yeah. Might be wrong. Quite. Something like that. I think he's, he's going to be a good... They saw, the only issue is, is they've just brought another average defender in. Yeah. And they've got Laporte, who's world-class, and they always pair him up with an average defender. Mm-hmm. And that's where they sort of struggled with. Yeah. I think... You know, I mean, he's a proven Premier League centre back, so it's just sort of like a safe bet. But I think. But that's the question: how safe? Enough. How safe is the bet of paying forty million for someone who just got re- relegated? That's true, but you can't blame like one player on a team for getting relegated. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but it's always a gamble. I think. I don't think it is a gamble because how long has Bourne been in the Premier League for? Five years. And how? Yeah. Exactly. And he's, and he, he's always one thing. I, one thing I would say is he's always looked quite good against the big team yeah, he as has well. Always, uh, as yeah, Spurs he's, fan, always, I know that all he's always been able to stand his own yeah. against most teams yeah. in the Premier League, and I think you know if you can do that for five years, you're a solid Premier yeah, League yeah. centre back. Yeah, he is. So he is definitely. If it if it I, does work out, great signing. But if it doesn't, I do think they yeah. overpaid for a centre back who just got relegated though. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Forty million pounds, yeah, I think, is a lot for him. I think I think I've ever paid between ten to fifteen million. Yeah, I'd say about twenty-five, thirty million pounds. That's yeah. a good signing. Yeah, um, Rohan, you you've fallen on Manchester United. So Actually, good luck. Just, good, good we luck did with miss me. out Liverpool, by the way. Oh, we did miss we did out Liverpool. That's a good Liverpool. point. Um, yeah, but who they signed? That just to touch on them, they did sign uh, Costa Simicas. I think it was from Olympia. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Eleven point seven five million. I think it's a good signing. Um, if they hadn't he's signed not him, gonna play, so it doesn't matter. If they hadn't signed him so early on, I would have said Leicester should sign him because I think he's a he's a decent left back. He'll he's young as well, um, and I think really they just brought him in to play backup to Andy Robertson. Yeah. Right? Uh, they don't have yes. to worry about forcing James yeah. Milner back there anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good signing for a low amount of money, relatively speaking. Um, he'll do the job he's been brought in to do, really. Yeah. So, Donny van der Beek, or Donny van der Beek, however you want to pronounce it, 39 million. Um, Annoying oh, signing. A very, very good signing. Um, look, at the, look at the smug smile on his face. You, right you, you, can, you, can, you can now start to see how this United team is going to transform, especially in that, that midfield. That midfield's going to have three attacking midfielders in it. 
Um, I don't care. I don't care. That's bad. <laughs> um, it's one of those. It's it, it's not a risk, but it is a mini risk, but yeah. a great, great player, um, which is why they're going to be, in my opinion, the best of the rest next season. Um, so Rohan, Rohan thinks Van der Beek somehow managed them spending money on a world-class player is going to bring them down from <laughs> third to fifth. I think Van der Beek is, Van der Beek is a, he's a good player, I'm not denying it, but I don't see where he's going to fit in, because as I said... You playing three attacking midfielders is not going to work. I mean, you say three attacking midfielders, that's it. In my mind, that you're saying you're playing three Kevin De Bruyne's in a midfield, which we're not. I mean, I don't really see any of Pogba. <laughs> don't Bruyne. go that far. I would not be playing any of them Kevin De Bruyne first. <laughs> in terms of position, no, I know, I know, I know. I don't see any of them playing that a more, you know, a deeper lying defensive role, like say. You say um, that. Like, say, Fernandinho did in his prime. played the whole last season in front of the defence. He played as a CDM for Ajax. He wasn't a defensive defensive player. He was he was played as a defensive midfielder. He played in front of the defence as, like, a deep-line playmaker. He was not that sort of no, break-up play, uh, Kante-style player who I think United needed more than another attacking oh, I midfielder. I don't think we do. Who cares about how many goals we can see? It's all about scoring goals. <laughs> he's just gonna, he's like, gonna play like Bayern and outscore the <laughs> opponents now. That's all that yes, I would love I would rather watch us play a game where we draw four four then win one nil and score in the ninety fifth minute. Well yeah. I've got Jose Mourinho yeah, I was gonna say, that's I was gonna what say, I'm going to win. I was gonna say Man United Tottenham's gonna be a fun game next oh, season. Um uh, Kim, <laughs> boom back to you then for Newcastle. And I think this signing yeah, I think this signing They've done very well. I thought I really would Newcastle. Callum Wilson for twenty million. I mean you always looked at Newcastle and look where their goal's gonna come from. A very I'm good signing. I mean in the interview the first interview he did as a Newcastle player, he was uh I laughed because he was showing uh, a lot of respect to Joe Linton, but in the back of my head I was thinking, God, they paid £40 million for Joe Linton. They paid <laughs> half as much for Callum Wilson. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, again, for that transfer fee, £20 million, that's not bad at all, is it? No. Uh, and did they, have they, did they announce the signing of Ryan Fraser? Yeah, that's the other yeah. thing I was just going to say, is that him and yeah. Ryan Fraser had a great partnership in you yeah. know, Bournemouth, and bringing Fraser in on a free in Callum Wilson in for 20, that's not bad business. Yeah. And they've got a good, they've got Attack with St. Maxima and Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser. Yeah, you sort of saw yeah. St. Maxima begin to find his feet I in the Premier League, yeah, didn't you? Sort really of really at the end at the end of last season, he began mm. to sort of get it. No, de- definitely, I think great bit of business. Um, Rohan, obviously, the news of Dean Henderson going back to Man United meant that Sheffield yes. United had to bring had to bring in someone else. Um, Aaron Ramsdale, obviously, not quite the quality of Dean Henderson, but bit of potential there. Potential, but. It's, again, a gamble because... Uh, I'm not blaming the relegation on one player, but he did just get sent down with Bournemouth and 18.5 million? Me? I don't, I don't know. Um, it's a tough one to, to really talk too much about this signing because, he, yeah, as you say, it's got potential to be really, really good. And he did have moments playing for Bournemouth where he looked like he, he could really, really carry a team through 90 minutes, but there were also times when I thought mm, maybe not like when you let Spurs score five against you that's how you know it you've got to really you've got to really question it mm. <laughs> but um, yeah if it works well, out when you let Spurs score you have to question it <laughs> well, yeah but if it works out great signing yeah basically. Um, let's move quickly through these last two uh, Southampton I think when you're signing a Tottenham reserve player as your best signing of the summer 
I think it shows how desperate you are. And the big to be state. honest with you, I never thought yeah. Walker Peters should have been a reserve player. I I thought that he should have been pushing Oreo for a starting place. Yeah, so. potentially, but um, I mean, I, I always thought he was capable of starting in the first team, and he's shown that he can start in a Premier League team now. He's playing for Southampton's first team. They just signed him for twelve million. Good signing because again, he's he is he is a good player. I think um, not being biased, of course. I'm trying not to be biased. Of course, of course. Of course. No one would think anything um, else, right? Of course. But, you know, I'm a little bit upset to see him go, to be quite honest with you. Oh, that's okay. Oh, shush. Uh, Kian, you've fallen <laughs> upon, you feel the fall on, upon, on Spurs. Um, yes, yes, Matt Doherty, 15 million. Um, Kian, do you see Tottenham now challenging the top two because of this <laughs> quite incredibly world-class signing? What do you, what do you mean challenging the top two? They've won the Premier League already. <laughs> Look, let me. Besides the Rodrigo transfer and maybe the Hammers transfer, this is probably the one that made me smile the most. This is what Spurs needed someone other than Aurier to yeah, play right Yeah, Rodrigo's going to ruin him. <laughs> the whole thing he does at Wolves is he attacks that on that right hand line and gets goals yeah. and assists. Yeah. In Mourinho, he is playing right back and nothing more. He's going to have a little square painted on the thing <laughs> next to the edge of the box where he's not allowed to move from and he's going to kill everything good about Doherty. That's one thing that I said. I, I know I said. I know I said earlier. I think Doherty is a great signing, but I think he's a bigger loss for Wolves and a bigger game for Spurs. Yeah, yeah I do think so. Because well. he's an attack. He's an attacking right back. He gets forward. He's not going to be able to do that, Spurs. Yeah. Well, I think he will. I mean, fifteen million is well for him. I think it's a good Here's price. one. You've gone from Jose Mourinho, who is going to park the bus. I didn't say he was going to park the bus. I said he was a good defensive coach. I said he was no, pragmatic no, no. and astute. Park the bus. To now say. <laughs> You bought a right back that is going to attack. Watch it, make your mind up. <laughs> we'll see what happens this season, Kieran. We will, and we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rohan, West Brom, um, obviously we didn't think they would do very well. Um, the, the, well, we don't know this because it's an undisclosed fee, but their biggest signing um, was Mateus Pereira. They brought in on a permanent deal after a loan last season. He was, he was pretty good in the championship. Uh, I... I don't know how he's going to perform in the Premier League. Obviously, he's not really had that level of experience yet. He came... I believe he came from Brazil, but I need to double-check that. He's um, Brazilian. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, he did... Thanks, Opta. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> he, he did do all right in the Championship last season. Um, so I think they'll be happy to see him stay there permanently. Yeah. Whether he's going to perform, yeah. we'll see. I agree. Uh, West Ham again. Thomas Suchek, 15 million. Um, I think West Ham... I've got a strong enough team to stay up, but they're not going to get into the top half. I think they'll sit around that 12th position. Um, yeah. They've got a decent enough team, but they won't. Mm. It's, it's, West, it's one, of those, one of those sort of... When you get promoted, it's one of those teams you want to build first before pushing up. Yeah, mind you, I think Thomas Suchek for 15 million quality. Yeah. Um, the, actual bit, the actual business behind that transfer. Uh, he was on loan there last season. And that's a fifteen million pound fee for someone of his quality. He's he's excellent in my opinion. I think he's worth maybe twenty twenty five on his day, but fifteen million, great signing. Yeah, um, and then finally, Kian uh, Wolves, Fabio Silva, thirty five million. Obviously, we spoke about them losing Matt Doherty. Um, do you see Wolves causing the same threat that they caused last season with the big six? Nah, uh, they've lost too many of their good players. And they lost Doherty and they lost Dendonka. Mm. Two players that always performed against like top sixteen. I do think they overpaid on this transfer though. 
This, yeah, Love, this yeah. is definitely the biggest gamble out of all of them. He's only 18, um, and I don't think he yeah. played many times for Porto last season. Uh, it's huge gamble. It's Portuguese, isn't it? You yeah. see a good Portuguese player, you're like, I will get him. Yeah, that's what Wolves <laughs> have been really doing. I mean, they do like the Portuguese players. He, 35 million for someone who's only 18? Again, you know, I'm going to keep repeating myself. We, 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 paid, we paid five for Martinelli, by the way. Yeah, exactly. That's... <laughs> We, we paid nothing for Greenwood. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not I knew that was coming. I'm not going to say anything about Spurs because I know it's going to happen. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, he could work out, he could not. I guess we'll see. At yeah. least they didn't pay like Jar Felix transfer. Uh, yeah, you know. true, true. That was, that yeah. was stupid. True. This gamble, but we'll see if it pays off. Yeah. Right, that's all we have time for this week. Um, next week, we're going to look ahead to. Obviously, the fir- review the first weekend of Premier League fixtures, but also touch upon the England squad as well through the last Nations League games and all the trouble that Man United players are causing. Um, <laughs> guys, thank you very much. Um, yeah. Um, Leeds Liverpool, I think, is the biggest game that. I think it's the opening game as well. So opening game, so it'll be in- interesting to see. It might even be today. Um, interesting to see how um, how that comes, but. Until then, see you lot next week.